This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network. A golf betting podcast that's better than most. What he said. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. And now, here are your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good evening. Welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Fantasy Sports Corp Network, the show with the pro and the caddy. That'd be Adam and Smitty. My name is Eric. I'm just the host. Chris is over here doing the real work, keeping us on the internet, getting the things rolling, making the videos happen when they're supposed to. We are brought to you by our friends at Jazz Sportsbook, Casino and Racebook, as well as Underdog Fantasy. Go over there and get a 100% deposit match on your deposit, up to $100 with code plus money, all one word. Adam and Smitty are here. Adam, the reigning five-time Dubuque Club champion. We forgot to mention that last week. Congratulations. Thanks, How are we doing this evening? Good. Just ready for the open to start. Uh, yeah, man. Here in like three hours. I know. It's awesome yeah. to think about. <laughs> yeah. Makes me want yeah. to stay up all night and just watch golf. But, yeah, uh, that's a bad know. idea. I don't think it would be a very good idea. Yeah. You can catch replay all day tomorrow. That's a good point. Indeed, Facebook user. We are all about to be very rich individuals. Gentlemen's agreement. Nobody works if any of us win. Yeah, the uh, the British, where the grass is long and the tea times are early, like two in the morning. But we should recap last week. What the hell happened on Sunday? These guys I never heard of come shooting up the leaderboard. Uh, Glover, I don't know. Glover was on fire for the last three events. He kind of crapped out there. I guess that was bound to happen eventually. Yeah, and for like the first two but, and a half rounds, he was also doing work. I, yeah, I expect him to break through and win an event rather yeah. than peter out. I mean, he's won before, but yeah, he's just due to win. I mean, I think just he seemed to be a little worn out maybe. I don't know. It, it was a little frustrating because um, I was feeling really good after obviously the first couple rounds and watching Glover and everything. And um, and then uh, Pendrith started to like climb the climb the ladder a little bit there too. And like, Look, it's just it's crazy. Like I ended up like breaking pretty much even on the week last week, and it was annoying because I hit four on my five times. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> so I'm like, you can't you can't possibly be serious that I hit I hit and you hit four out of our top top tens or whatever, and we don't get a fucking outright. Yeah, I mean oh. Glover's five, Batia ninth, Grayson Murray seventh, Pendrith sixth, Dockman Redmond ninth. Grayson uh, Murray came out on Sunday, birdied, I think, five or six on the front nine. Yeah. And then he had a bogey and a double on the back nine. And then I just, I turned it off after that. Yeah. It's just frustrating. Cause yeah, I mean, they were all right there in the mix. And I'm like, oh man, we are both sitting pretty here. Like one of us is for sure going to get a winner here. And then, yeah, like, like Eric said, it's just these guys that nobody knew kind of just going super low on Sunday. And, you know, that's kind of how it is, especially when it's a wide open field like that. Uh, yeah. somebody, somebody catches fire and all of a sudden they move up 50 some spots in the standings to freaking win this thing. Yeah. yeah. That's why we love these. You can get those not so talked about, you know, well, guys coming out of the woodwork. Right. And like, you know, I had a friend of mine ask me why we talked about the Barbasol over the Scottish and everything. And I said, well, if you want to talk about betting and you want to talk about winning money, I said, you know, the Barbasol is where the money's at, really, because 
you can kind of, for the most part, when you think about it, I mean, yeah, we like, I didn't lose money this last week, but I didn't win either. But I mean, I was, we were right there from having a big, huge week there. If one of those guys oh, pulls it out, you know, for sure. Oh yeah. And, and uh, it's just, you can pick apart the guys who are going to be there. That's why we hit four out of five top tens is because we knew yeah. these are the guys that are going to be there and have a shot to win it at the end. I mean, you got a couple of no-namers that just shoot up the board on the last day and go crazy. And that's just golf, I guess uh, it's, I thought, I thought our, our picks were really solid, you know, and you go to the Scottish and it's like, well, Jesus, look at all these guys that are playing. It's pretty tough to try to pick out a winner, eat, let alone a top 10, you know? So it is every, the, all the big vents are way, way harder because yeah. there's like four guys that are clearly better than the rest of the field. Yeah. And you get terrible odds. And then, for some reason, some other guy wins, but if you pick Rory or Scotty or Rom or whatever, you, you don't get that great of odds. Like yeah. and, and Rory was at nine, nine to one last week. So mm-hmm. I picked him to win the Scottish and he gets, you know, that's $50 on a $5 bet. So, yeah. And I mean, it, a tournament like the Scottish where everybody is playing just like almost just like it's a major, correct? Like, yeah that's that's much harder to pick a winner or a top 10 or top 10 guys than it is when it's an actual major because when it's a major that's involved i mean yeah. that different bloodlines right there you know what i mean like it's different kind of golf. Well, it's like the elevated events how many of these like no name guys or not no name but like you know bottom 20 guys are winning the elevated events right just it's because, just not the same yeah it's it's hard I almost liked it better before the elevated events where we had guys were scattered out. I agree. You're not having, I mean, viewing it's cool, but it's way easier to bet when you got maybe two of the top 10 in the field instead of 30 of the top 30 in the field or 50 of the top 50. I'll take that bet. I'll take the field. You take Ricky. Yeah. I was muted. Yep. That's coach. Coach is a big Ricky guy this week, evidently. Okay, tell Coach. This is the last guy he gave us. Oh, yeah. Dylan Wu. That's the last (laughs) one. (laughs) He didn't even make the cut. The Dylan Dylan Wu-Tang clan. That didn't work out. Hey, you'll have that. Well, shall we talk about this, uh, this course? Royal Liverpool Golf Course opened, built, in 1869 holy shit that was like the civil war just ended extended 18 holes two years later got its royal designation right away in 1871 when some duke showed up and played some golf fun fact it used to double as a horse track and that's all the stuff i know about it i mean most people just call it hoy lake like that's what they refer to it as like if you're going over there it's like oh we're going to play hoy lake we don't play royal liberal golf club I would, I would a lot of those places casual. Like that, yeah, where it's like they just use the name, I guess, of the town or whatever, but it's a pretty legit Bro, I, looking place. I think Rory's won here before, if I'm not mistaken. I heard him talking into yes. a microphone saying he feels good. He's hitting everything good. He's shaping his shorts. Yeah, but he jinxed himself because he won the Scottish. So he's not going to be winning this week. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Tiger won here in 06. If Rory, if Rory, if Rory fell apart there at the end and ended up not winning the Scottish, I mean, he was, I was going to be all over him. Yep. 
he'd probably still be plus 750. Yeah, they haven't had a vet here since 06. Or, I guess, 14, sorry. 14, 14 yeah. was, yeah, the last time. Oh. I was, uh, okay. you know, in uh, speaking about the, the actual course, I was, I was reading the Twitterverse, and Michael Kim is a great follow. If you don't follow Michael Kim on Twitter, you should. Um, he gives some really great insight. And he was, he was tweeting almost like hole by hole about what's going on. Um, and he, you know, some interesting things that he was talking about is that the, the wind on the front nine and the back nine, you're going to be playing, it's going to be completely opposite. So um, he's like, it's really strange to play the an entire nine holes with the wind being exactly the same. And then you go to the and then you go to the next nine, and the wind is obviously because you're going in a different direction, so it's complete 180. Um, and he was talking about how when Rory played and played well, obviously in in, in 14, um, when uh, that his ball shaping, you know, it was that wind was just meant for him, and how things were going with that. Um, but he also talked about how this course, you know, it's already over 7,300 yards, that it's going to play quite a bit longer too. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, he said, you know, you were not going to be hitting irons and everything like tiger was back in the day off the tees where he's like, we're going to be hitting drivers into the wind and, um, it's going to take a lot more for that, but I'm excited to see that. I think like, honestly, when you, if it's going to be windy, you probably eliminate 85% of the field because everybody's a high ball hitter. Cause that's the yeah. only way you get spin with modern equipment. You have very few players now that can hit low. Like Tiger can hit low. Um, Rory can hit obviously a stinger. We saw that last week. Um, there's a few guys, but these guys like Bryson that just hoist it in the air. <laughs> They've got no chance if it's windy. Well, yeah, and you get it up in the wind. And if you're, let's say you're on 18, you see how close out of bounds yeah. is there. I mean, it's like two feet off the fairway. Yeah, it's and like, they've got oh, some in course out of bounds too. Yeah, which is wild. Mm. Um, and these guys aren't going to be used to playing like that. Obviously, no. like you're just not—that's not a normal golf golf course that they're they're accustomed to playing. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm excited for it, though. I think it's going to be really cool. But like he's also talking about—he was also talking—and I'm looking at the what the stint meter is going to be at. It's going to be at the greens are going to be rolling at ten. That's pretty um, quick said, for an open. Yeah, but he said the greens are are very green. Um, so he's, you know, he's talking about them being slower than normal and um, they're small too. And then lots of, lots of greens with runoffs on the sides and everything. So if like, you're not, you know, hitting your, hitting your spots, then you're going to be in trouble, which that's what everybody's used to, I guess, in, in any British open, you know? So um, that's not anything crazy to be thinking about, but um, what's the difference between a runoff and a collection area? Well, it's just if you hit a spot on the green, it's sloped where it's just going to run straight off the green. I mean, and a collection area is just like when the ball, area. yeah, the ball just rolls to an area and stops. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, so is Rory this big favorite? Like, are European guys the guys I should be looking at just because um, there's familiarity there? Well, I think not. a lot of courses like this. I think here. Adam is hitting it on the nose there where, you know, guys that can hit the ball lower and still be able to control that. I think that's going to be really important, especially if the wind is up and, you know, I mean, you got to avoid bunkers all week, you know, 
The yeah, so, Tiger one, and he had hit iron off the tee every hole, never hit it in a bunker. Like, if it's green, that's really good. You're not going to get this crazy British Open runoff stuff. Like, oh, it's not going. It's going to play like they wanted the U.S. Open to play instead of it being all baked out and dried like a typical British Open. We're going to have uh, green where it's soft, almost like a U.S. Open. You know, yeah, like I mean, Aaron Hills type deal where it's like green but it's still linksy we'll see i mean i think i think potentially too uh you know if it is that that windy i mean what does that do to the course in a span of thursday to sunday does the course drastically change and get faster as the weekend goes it could dry out as long as it stops raining but if it's raining and windy it's not going to do anything Ooh, dixon (laughs) Dixon's the big fan. <laughs> Should I bet Fleetwood, Brooks, or Homer to win this weekend? Brooks. If it's low Let's scoring. My DraftKings lineup. It's a major. It's Brooks, right? But if it's low scoring, he doesn't like the 19 under, you know, uh, yeah. majors. But uh, I mean, Tommy, Tommy's been playing some really good golf as of late, too, though. I mean, he can fly um, it low, too. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Homa is. Not going to play well. Not the guy for this weekend. I mean, maybe it's at the probably beginning the of the season, worst. people were thinking about him being something, but yeah. I think Homa's probably the worst pick you could have. He's a high ball hitter. He doesn't hit it far when it's low. He's not going to be really good on these slow greens. He only plays good usually when we have super fast greens. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm going to have to make adjustments. It's not going to be a fun week for him. I don't think no, he's don't like think a so he's like a bad he's not a very good like windy bad weather player. Um I think that's why Yuza does good on the West Coast because they have pretty mild weather, greens are fast. Um yeah. doesn't it doesn't travel. Smitty, you were saying Rory should have lost last week and then you'd like him better this week. Yeah, I mean I still think he's gonna play well. Like don't get me wrong. I just don't I mean it's it's never been done, right? That yeah, someone I mean, has someone has won the Scottish and then came and won the Open. So I mean, it's well, oh, we've that's seen people win. Well, we've seen guys win the John Deere and then win the British. I mean, back to back, you know, Spieth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's going from Quad Cities at 110 to British Open baked out and dry with wind and rain. Yeah, and that guy straight up leaving right after he wins the John Deere. Yeah, and flying straight out there after that it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy to think about you know um but i mean rory can for sure win he's obviously one of the top five golfers in the world and he's super he's got history here he's got yeah, motivation not- i mean you went in bad weather last week yeah probably a good and that, and that ridiculous game. shot that he made on 18 is just absolutely just stupid yeah. that he i mean well, he had three or four coming down the stretch that were just like unbelievable well, shots. Yeah, and then sink and then sinking that ten footer to win it. Like that's no joke there. No. Oh, we should we should spend one minute on this. Do you think Steph Curry could play on the tour if he focused Absolutely on not. golf? Absolutely not. No no way. <laughs> no. But he but he made a long putt. Guys, mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if you saw. I would say two. like, well, Dude, we cool. have proof like Tony Romo, who's a very good amateur mm-hmm. player, probably better than Steph by a lot, a long ways, hits it a mile farther than Steph. 
he's tried to make opens, tried to make USAMs and, and can't do it. I mean, it's That's true. And even Steph said, you know, like the, when he plays on the corn Ferry events, like the difference between those guys and like him, it's not even close, you know, it would be like Smitty going to try to, you know, play against Michael Jordan or, you know, like easy, easy. It's the same thing though. <laughs> you know? It is. You're right. No, I know it. Well, it, again, like the, I mean, there's professional golfers that can't make cuts and to, for somebody to think that Steph Curry could just show up to an event and make a cut. That's yeah. unheard of. I mean, these kids out here now in high school are shooting in the sixties every round. Like he would literally have to go to any course dry fire and shoot a 62 to make it on tour. And it, it's just not going to happen. Like, I don't care what people say, like he can practice and do all that he wants to do, but you, I don't, I don't think it's even physically possible for him to do it. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think that, I mean, you can't even the, win a celebrity. The, the average, the average, right. The average, <laughs> the average golf fan just doesn't understand. And like, no, like I, I, I know, but I still don't understand. You know what I mean? Because it's like, <laughs> you don't really understand how good these guys are unless you're, unless you're like inside the ropes with them, watching yeah. them play golf. And then also understanding that all of the work that's mental yeah. that goes into yeah. this game um, is, is a huge factor that guys just don't, people just don't understand. Like it, it yeah, look at JT, just forgot how to play. I mean, yeah. like he's got all the skills in the world. The prime example the is like the PGA, all the PGA sections had their championship, which is where I played this week. The guy that won our shot 14 under for three rounds. He'll go to the national tournament and he might not get a top 20 out of 200 club pros. And then they go to the PGA championship and we've had like three guys in the last five years make the cut there. That's absurd to think a guy that plays NBA who's not, hasn't grown up playing golf it could beat these elite junior golfers or the college players. I mean, people don't even grasp how good the college golfers are these days. It's stupid how hard they hit it and how far they hit it. I mean, like when I go play in the Oklahoma open, there's guys that can't make a cut on the corn ferry that are shooting 25, 26 under for, three rounds. I mean, it's, it's just stupid. They shoot 62. Like it's nothing. Yeah. And guys like that still struggle to make it to the next level. Yeah. So they've got like, and the same guy has two cut, like the one year I played Max McGreevy played and he shot like 20 under par and lost by two. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, you see how he can't hardly make cuts. It's crazy. Right. We talk about corn fairy, right? Yeah. How you have to come out and you have to make, you have to make seven birdies every single day. Every day, yeah. every single day to have a, sh- to have a shot to win. It doesn't guarantee you're going to win. I mean, look at every month. Like people just want to have a clue how good they are. Like look at the Monday qualifiers and look how many guys are on tour on the corn ferry that shoot eight under in one round and don't make it into the Monday qualifier. There were several guys that were all Americans that, that tried to qualify for the John Deere classic a few years ago, won big amateur events and didn't even make the top four in the Monday qualifier. It's just crazy. Yep. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a whole different level. 
It's like saying a guy that's maybe like the third best player on a high school team could just hop out and play for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally, is Brooks either on track to be one of the greatest in golf after Tiger? How many more does he have no. to win to get in that conversation? No, 12 I mean, plus. Yeah, he's he's got five majors right now. And what he doesn't even have 10 PGA Tour victories. No. I think he's got nine. So, I mean, he's so far off from there. Like, he, I mean, don't, I get, mean you, don't get me wrong. When he shows up, he doesn't give a shit about regular. Like, he never cared at all about just regular tour events. All he cared about was winning the majors, right? Because he wanted his name cemented in history, right? And that's that's all he ever cares about. So, you never see him truly caring i mean there was remember how there was always those rumors going around or these or actually it wasn't even rumors it was him talking about how he doesn't even practice yeah like he doesn't go out and practice but he, no he's like he doesn't even go yeah. and like he doesn't do the normal practice rounds that yeah. everybody else does and you know all that kind of thing so i just some somebody like that like he's a great player don't get me wrong and he's playing really well again and it makes golf that much better but he's he's definitely not in that category i mean we're talking 82 wins. Rory just got to what? 24. Mm-hmm. And we're talking 82. Rory's been on tour for 15 years. I mean, look at Phil's got 40 something. That's not even in the same planet as 82. I mean, in a way shorter playing period than Phil had because he came out after Phil. He set out for multiple years with injuries. I mean, and granted that, if if Tiger's not never came out, Phil probably would have eighty wins. But you know they're playing when Tiger and Phil were clipping off a lot of those wins. Even when Tiger was, you had David Duvall who was clipping off multiple wins a season. BJ Singh who was winning eight events a season. Phil and Tiger. It was yep stupid to comprehend like eighty two tour wins. I mean right. Just say that again. Eighty two. Tour wins. I think if you took like the top four or five guys on tour now, they wouldn't have 82 combined. Who he's tied with um, Sam Sneed. Sam Sneed with 82, right? And then Nicholas has 73, correct? I think. Uh, I think they're. Um, Hold on, let me see. That's. I mean, how many? Yes, he's got 73, and yeah, 15 majors, right? For for Tiger and 18 for Nicholas. I mean, that's just absurd the amount of majors phil has 45 and he's tied with walter hagan and i mean and none of that stuff is gonna get like even the 45 right like that's gonna be extremely hard to beat nowadays right because let's face it like the competition level is a hell of a lot um more now than it was then because and i'm not trying to take away anything like when you win 82 tour victory like tour events yeah you are top dog right and and the crazy thing, like I get it where, you know, Tiger only cares about the majors. Like he only has those trophies displayed. Yeah. The same with like uh, Tom Watson only has his majors trophies displayed. Nothing else. And I, I mean, no I room. asked, he's got 39 wins. And I asked him like, what about the other trophy? And he said, I, I don't even know where they are. I don't care. He's like, these are the only ones that matter. And it's like hard to comprehend. Like everybody wants to have the trophies of their wins and some guys do, but it's like, to think that Tom Watson won eight majors, so he's got 31 other trophies for pretty big events that he has no idea where they are. Like, he doesn't even give a shit. It's but when crazy. You're at that, yeah. When you're at that level, though, those other events are, are paychecks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Yeah, they don't even get the blood flowing. 
like well, Dustin Johnson and Rocket Mortgage. Who gives a shit? So like Dustin Johnson <laughs> exactly. and Rory have 24 each. Like them combined is barely getting more than Phil, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. I mean, to think that two of the top uh, eight players to what when made like when the most events of all time are still playing, even though Phil's not on tour anymore, he still has a chance to win majors. But I mean, you got to go deep on the list for anybody else. that's a current player. Well, let's figure out who's going to win this one, shall we? But first, thoughts on Charlie Woods and his ETA? Uh, he's going four years of college. Four years of co- where's he going to college? Uh, wherever he wants, I would guess. Yeah, wherever probably, the hell he wants. I don't even wants know where the good golf college. I mean, are. his dad went to Stanford, but I would say, if you're looking at great golf colleges right now, you have Vanderbilt. You have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oregon. That's pretty much it. Why is Oklahoma Oklahoma State? Why are they such golf coaching? Is that what it is? Coaching and the willing for people to spend money on golf facilities. Because they're always so good. Oklahoma State was good forever, and Oklahoma was pretty much irrelevant. And then once they started winning, they started getting recruits. And but. there's a really a big crop of junior golfers right now that are going to be coming out in the next three years to college that are going to probably make big strides because we're getting into the age now of like the kids that are going to be coming in, in the 24 and 25 season are the kids that grew up with track man and flight scope and the technology yeah. and the equipment. I mean, so you're going to see a lot more of the, these kids than high, like Gordon Sargent that swings 136 and just hits it a ton. They're the ones that are going to make some sort of ball rollback thing. They're uh, those dudes are like robots off the tee now. You know, it's crazy. Just they're younger my, and yeah. they're getting better, younger and younger. Yeah, we were talking about one of my friend's sons that's committed to Iowa. I think next year he's a senior, maybe. Um, but he swings like I want to say he was like one twenty eight or one twenty nine at. 16 17 years old it's it's crazy it's wild yeah they're making them in labs now all right i got my notes out it's blank right here it says adam top 20 what should i put underneath there all right um so top 20 ricky fowler at 120 like that uh never know um dustin johnson at 140 Uh, Robert McIntyre at 275. Rob McIntyre. Coming back for more week. this week. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Just- 275. Nice. Uh, Justin Thomas at 280. Wow. Wow, he really is struggling. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I was looking today, and I actually took a couple pictures of the screen where they were showing. So he's 75th right now in the FedEx Cup. And he has basically three events left to get in the top 70 or he's out of the playoffs. Oh, and he's also like 16th, I think, or 14th on the Ryder Cup. So he's outside the Ryder Cup. It's been a staple for the last however eight years. It's not going to make the Ryder Cup team. Are you going to pick him or Ricky if you're 
if he's damn that's a wake up call who would you pick him or ricky i mean oh ricky's on fire unbelievable yeah, i sure. mean it's not even a question i mean um, yeah or you know i mean you could almost say you could pick lucas glover right now better yeah. putter better ball striker better off the tee can score Honest, i mean right now why wouldn't you if you had to yeah. pick right now you would definitely take lucas glover yeah over jt yeah there's yeah, probably a sure. dozen guys you could take um Agreed. And then my last one was Padraig Harrington at 400. He's old. He can move it. He's won British before. Why not? Padraig. Yeah, that's an interesting pick. I actually, I actually like that. I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. It's across the pond. You want a guy named Padraig. That's going to help you, I think. JT and DJ. I forget about DJ because he's over there on the live. He doesn't not, make uh, any noise. He's just like... Lunch table. He stays in his lane and he just minds yep. his own business. He You're just cashes checks and hits golf care. balls. Yeah. What are I, Smitty's top 20s? Well, I'm starting right away. I start off with DJ at plus 140. Um, just like what we talked about, right? Like he just stays in his lane and does his thing. And, you know, I mean, last year – Obviously, different courses and stuff, but I mean, still same style of, of courses that you're playing. So, I mean, um, he was T6 last year at the Open. So, I think he said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make the most of it. Just going to yeah. win as much of this live money as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, he's open about that. He's honest. And it, honestly, I think that helps him swing more freely when he does come to majors now. And it's he's not like he like, needed right. money, anyways. I right. mean, um, then I have uh, Corey Connors at uh, plus 210. Uh, he finished, he finished just outside of the top 20 last year. Um, let's see. Then I have Adam Scott plus two thirty. um, guy who's been playing some really good golf That's this good. year and has been very under the radar. I feel like, uh, Cam Young at plus two sixty came up just short at the open last year. And then, um, I have Jordan Smith at plus 500. Um, I was already typing speed. <laughs> I said Smith. I said Jordan Smith. Yes, Jordan Smith. And what's his odds? At plus five hundred. Yeah. Um, Is that Cam Smith's brother? No, he. So he. Uh, <laughs> he finished. He finished T twelve at the Scottish last week. Um, he was top ten in ball striking, top fifteen in uh, strokes gained off the tee. Finished T twenty at the U.S. Open. Okay, so he's playing some good golf, and uh, you know, I. If he makes if he makes the cut, I think that. I think he definitely makes a run at being, you know, top 15. I don't think he can get into the top 10, but I think top 20 is very doable for him. And I like that number at plus 500. So now I have cam stuck in my head. What's his first name? Jordan. Jordan. You can't just put Smith on a list. Like it. I like it. A couple of Jordan Smith sounds like a prime DraftKings lineup guy. Yeah. Not many people are going to have him. If he makes the cut, he's top 15. Smitty guaranteed it. Yeah, I wonder, what his, I wonder what his price is on, on DK there. Yeah, he sounds know. like he's about a 6,800 guy. I don't know. Sometimes they're sharp on these guys. I mean, he was T47 at the Open last year, so it's not – I mean, and like I said, he's been playing good golf. We shall see. Yeah, just pulled up the Ryder Cup standings, and JT's at 13. Ooh. If I'm the so captain, he's motivated. If I'm like the if captain, I'm just taking. T- I'm just taking top twelve to eliminate all of the. Oh, you pick your buddies because, let's see, fourteen is Denny McCarthy, fifteen mm. is Kitayama, 
Zalatoris is 16 and Finau is 18. Like you could argue that Kitayama and Denny McCarthy are definitely playing better by a shoot, mile. Shoot yeah. one through 12 right now. McCarthy is one through 12. Scotty, who's got twice as many points as Wyndham Clark. Uh, Isn't Rom? Oh no. Kepka's in three. Xander's in four. Cantley five. Homa six. Keegan Bradley seven. Keith eight. Colin Markawa nine. Cam Young mm-hmm. 10. Burns 11. And 12 Fowler. The only guy that I would say for me right now, just because hopefully the only Max Homa gets bumped. The, well, I, the only guy that I would I would want to see um, JT over is uh, Colin Morikawa. If I'm being honest, he just doesn't he just doesn't move the needle for me, um, especially right now. But no, but uh, yeah, um, I don't even know who he would pair well with. Yeah. Yeah. See. If you're looking at the pair like pairing guys up for four ball, maybe you just put him with Brooks and say, have a fun time. Yep. This is what you get for not getting <laughs> it's in. It's gonna on come the down to the Brooks dude. controversy, whether they're gonna let the, let him play in. Even Zach Johnson was like, the dude's third in the if he's in the automatic qualifying spot, I, I feel like I have to pick him. This is an event yeah. run by the PGA of America, not the PGA tour. Yeah, and I feel like you have to pick him. And if you want to win, you're you stupid have to, to not pick, pick him. him. Yes, you have to pick him if you want to win. I would almost bet the European team picks live guys because they can pick who they want. Yeah. Like you could pick the guy that's 900th on the list if you want. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> what do you got for top tens over there, Adam? Uh, Cam Smith at 220. Defending champ. Defending champ. Um, not a huge fan, but I think he'll do well. Do you see what happened with him and, uh, or what he talked about with his buddies and saying like, oh, you know, I got to give it up for a week and we'll be drinking. We'll be drinking out of it. again. <laughs> That's awesome. So he's feeling pretty good about coming in. Yeah. The dude doesn't miss putts. No, he's a great putter. Great putter. Um, and then Tyrell Haddon at 260. Just, he's been playing decent all year. Uh, that is true. Jordan Spieth at 300. There he is. Just because when you play these gimmicky, like it can bounce anywhere courses, I feel like it just works into his short game. He can spray oh, it all over gimmick. the freaking He's a map. joke to you. He can spray it all over the place and just wedge it around. You know, it's not like water to get in the way for him. He's at he 320. Figure it out. Is he? Yeah. Uh, nice. Justin Rose at 450. Ooh, it was 450. All right. Uh, and then Shane Lowry at 360. Beautiful. Two of your Snipped picks. Here? Two of your picks were uh, honorable mention for me. So I, I'm I'm really happy that you took them. I'm sure the odds are changing. So funny story. Last week we're playing, and my buddy uh Jay Gianetto that played in the uh John Deere, he he didn't make the cut. He had a bad week. He said that the course plays way harder for the deer than it plays like if you would have went the day before or the day after. He's like, it's just a world. It's a whole different golf course. Um, but he said that he looked. At, I guess I don't know if it was after our show or whatever, but he said my odds kept fluctuating, and I was like, that's because we were pumping you up, dude, for a top twenty. I would have. I could have paid <laughs> yep. my car off if I could have got you in a top twenty. <laughs> yeah. yeah no kidding yeah we're making real money then now we're down to the uh 
Now we're down to the winners. This now is where he's top ten. I gotta get my top tens yet. That's where my cursor is. This is where <laughs> Smitty gives us Jordan Spieth. The next two, probably. All right. I have Cam Smith at plus two twenty. Um, I have Victor Hovland at plus two forty. I mean, really, yeah. He's he's just playing too good at golf right now, and he kind of the way that the way that he's been striking the ball as of late. I feel like that he's knock on wood, like a given to get in the top ten. Um, then I do have I do have uh, Tyrrell Hatton plus two sixty. I have Ricky. Ricky Fowler at, at plus 260. And then last but not least, I have Dustin Johnson at plus 300. Um, I do not have Jordan Spieth as, a, as an official top 10 bet. Uh, I, will be, I will be betting Jordan Spieth on my own. On Saturday. Because that's what I – that's what – because I love Jordan Spieth. But, like, um, I did not make him official. I just – I just don't know how I feel about him right now. He just pisses me off too much right now. Um, but like I said, like Lowry and Spieth were my two, like were two guys uh, that were my fifth or my sixth and seventh picks on here. Um, and Adam used them. So, I mean, obviously we're on the same page there too, um, which is always good to see. Uh, it's crazy though. Like how we have a lot of same picks all the time. Yeah. And we, we don't even remotely talk about it before the show. Victor needs well, a top good week this week. He's uh, sitting 17th on the European Ryder Cup list right now. Yeah, and I think I think he'll play really well. I think he yeah. will. I think he's going to have a solid week. Actually, their European team actually looks really strong for their top 12. I was Motivation. surprised. And Tyrell Hyden's at 13 right now. He moved up five spots last week. So, yeah. McIntyre moved up there. eight, so I like that. Tyrell Hatton pick on the rise. That's what you want. Trajectory undulating up. I don't know if that's how you use undulating. It's probably not. All right. Now winners. Who do you have Adam for your winner? I've got a Rory at Rory at 800. Nice. I'm going to parlay uh, him with some division winners. I like to do that. I've got uh, Brooks Kapka at 1800 because it's kind of like a grinder's course, which is what he likes, mm-hmm. where it's British Open and he doesn't have one of those yet. So, Yeah, and if this course is going to play the way that some of the people are, are talking about uh, leading up to it, it, I feel like it plays in his favor big time. And if he wins this week, I mean, now we're talking about he only needs the Masters to complete the Grand Slam that puts him in the same book with Rory. Mm-hmm. Um I think they both have the same amount of major wins too. At f- or Brooks actually has one more at five. I think he has one more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that also pecked Rom at thirteen hundred. Uh, Fowler at twenty five hundred, and Wyndham Clark at fifty five hundred. Wyndham. Just from what I saw him do at the U.S. Open, I thought, you know, yeah. the way it looks off the tees, it's going to be a little greener. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of good quality shots that fit with this style of course. Mm-hmm. I thought I like I st- a Wyndham Clark first round leader. I think I stared, I stared at his name for a while as well. I just can't pick Scotty yet. I mean, he's what uh, 18 he top 12s and nine top fives or something like that in he, a row. He doesn't have a whole lot of experience on links courses either. Um, it said one more top 
uh, top 12 this week and he'll tie Tiger's record um, for the most consecutive top 12s. Jeez. That's like Adam, are you going down for that? No. The uh, territorial riders. I've got like five more golf tournaments in the next four weeks, five weeks. So yeah, I'd love to come down, but my wife's uh, gonna October leave me if sixth. I keep playing golf. My wife's gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's. I bet Oklahoma's beautiful in early October. It's perfect weather in October. Um, I just usually don't play much after October first. Got to rest up, but you know, I don't know. If money's right. I might make a trip. You gotta have you gotta have time for racing four wheelers and designing giant cabins and houses and stuff. Yeah, that and usually I'm just burned out of golf by October. <laughs> Smitty, are you gonna tell us Jordan Spieth is gonna win this tournament? Well, let's see. I have uh, I have John Rahm at plus thirteen hundred. Ram. Uh. Then I go. Then I go to. Then I go to Brooksy at eighteen hundred. Uh, Cam Smith at two thousand. Victor Hovland at twenty two hundred, and uh, Tyrrell Hatton at plus twenty five hundred. Hmm. Um, like I said, I once again, like I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet Spieth at thirty to one on my own, but it's not one of my official picks for the show. Um, uh, you know, another guy that I didn't put in my top ten. Or my or my outrights that I think has has been playing really good golf too, and you know, um, if you don't like some of these picks that I have or whatever, you could throw Tommy Fleetwood in there. Yeah, he could. I was very, wanting to pick Fleetwood too. He could very easily finish top ten this week. I mean, he just played really well too this last yeah. week. What did, he, what did he finish? He was he was sixth. So I mean, just a great name too, Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. Yeah, you I mean there's there's there are probably I would say ten guys that could very easily win the open championship this week. Um but I don't think that no I don't think the number gets I don't think the number's much higher than ten guys that could I think it gets win. pretty sorted out by end of the day it's tomorrow, first yeah. day. I think you're gonna see a huge divide, like maybe ten to twelve guys that are clearly going to win the thing and the rest are just going to be trying to survive the cut line. I would agree with that. And I think there's maybe one guy that like really surprises everybody. Yeah. Um, in a good way. Um, yeah. Like somebody you've never heard of or some guy yeah. that just made it in. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. could be, that could be somebody like, I mean, geez, like Eric's boy, Taylor Gooch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But like Sam Bur- Sam Burns way down there. At, I mean Taylor Gooch 7, has been playing really good this year. He's won three live events, I think. Don't forget about P. Reed at at plus seven thousand. Yeah, I, mean, I I think if you're gonna pick live guys like Brooks, DJ, and and Taylor Gooch are clearly the three best players on that that exhibition tour by a mile. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I, I completely agree. Taylor Gooch is winning like every other event. McIntyre's sixty eight hundred. Oh, I mean, okay. I didn't see a guy like Minwoo Lee who plays has been playing really good too. Might be in there. Just did it. Just made the winning lineup. Justin Rose, Brooks Kapka, Tyrell Hatton, Jordan Smith, McIntyre, and JT. Yo, I mean that's 
Where is Min? Let's, let's just go ahead is, and enter that. What is Min Lee right now? Um, I'm looking here. He plays good. I like betting on him uh, to win holes. When he gets hot, he, he really rips off some. Maybe he's not playing. Maybe he's playing uh, the opposite field event. There is an opposite field event. I did look yeah. at it. I thought he was in though. Why would you have an opposite field event of the There's open? Always an opposite field event because this is my theory. If I was on guys. tour and I qualified for the British Open, knowing that you're going to go over there with real sketchy weather and the top 70 or 80 players in the world, stay back and play the Barracuda, you know, especially if you're playing well. You know, you're in the US, you're going to have more comfortable food items to eat. You're not going to be dealing with the time change, you're not going to be dealing with weather. Make yeah. make some Ryder Cup points. Like if you're setting 15th on the Ryder Cup list, I'm staying back at the Barracuda and playing against Pendrith and Sue and Palmer because it, yeah, at some point win, those guys need to make it a, a business decision there. I mean, Kenny Perry did that the year he made the Ryder Cup team because he was at Valhalla and that was where he was from and he wanted to play in his home course for his last chance to play in the Ryder Cup and skipped the British Open and I believe he won the opposite field event and got in the Ryder Cup just from winning that. And he said, look, I don't like to go over there. I don't like the travel. I don't like the time change. I don't like the weather. And when played the Barracuda, or I may have been the Barbasol at that point uh, was that week, but it's an, it's almost an easy paycheck. If you're a good player, you know, if you're Justin Thomas, why go to the British open and just penalize yourself with weather yeah. and like your bad putting yeah. slow greens, everybody in the world's there. Why not? Go to Barracuda. I, I realize you want to win a major, but if you're trying to break your slump and move up the list in Ryder Cup, go to Barracuda and get some easy points. Yeah, yeah, not a bad, not a bad route. To and do. when you're on the bubble to make the torch to make the playoffs, I mean, it's it. You got to use some business sense at some point. Like winning the, you know, finishing twentieth in the British is going to get you nowhere as as opposed to winning an opposite field event. He's exempt from all the majors, like just skip it, you know, then he's going to come back the next week and play in a elevated event and is struggle a, with the greens. And is that a pride thing though? Probably. And all, all my boys are there. Like, I yeah, he doesn't want to be on the outs, but yeah, I mean, if it's you or me and we're sitting on 75 and it's like, okay, the British opens this week, we need to move up in the Ryder cup. We need to move up. Where are we playing? Like, just sit back and don't say it's the British Open. Like, we have to travel. It's a major. But you haven't performed in any majors this year, so why go? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it just makes no sense. Like, just stay home. Enjoy the weather. You know, the food you like. Get some easy money. And like, if he would have won, if he wins the Barracuda, he's easily in the top 70. As opposed to going over there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's just my personal opinion. Like if it's just purely a business decision, you know? Yeah. So for some of those, some of those lower tier guys, like it just, it, it makes complete sense for them to do that. Um, yeah. You know, to where I see, I see the, the troubling part of the decision for JT to make a decision like that. Though. Yeah, for sure. Because the way that he's been playing too, like he can go and play in that and just shit the bed too. And <laughs> I'd rather no, shit no. the bed in the U.S. than you know, and be able to be back home the next day than to be overseas with your boys in a private jet and like now you got to yeah. wait till the end of the week. Yeah, good point. 
Rowdy Willis. Talk about great names. That's a name right there. I mean, there's some on ramen Fleetwood. I mean, honestly, in the Barracuda, that's it's a really strong field. It looks very similar to the last two weeks. Um, but there's some good money to be made there. Um, I just put down a few guys like Pendris at 2200, Sousa, nice. Sousa 2800, Ryan Palmer's at 3000, uh, JJ Spawn's at 3000, and Hubbard was at 1800. So, see, that's why I that's why there's I, some good money to be made there. When it comes to betting, man, the elevated events kind of screw it all up, man. Yeah. We did, we killed all those kinds of tournaments last yeah. year. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Right. The elevated thing did really kind of screw up our chi. Yeah. Batia's at 3,500, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just trying to look down the list here. Grayson Murray's in there at 5,500. He's a uh, baller. 5,500 like after the way he played last week, he could come yeah. in and win the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just had a bad day. He was on fire. And he Pendrith, was. too, for that matter. Uh, Vincent Norman at 2,500. Yeah, Pendrith, so. Pendrith has seemed to kind of figure things out a little bit, and he's starting yeah. to play well again, you know. I mean, he had that little bit of a lull, but end of the year last year, he was playing some really good golf, and he's kind of getting back to that point now. Yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting because a lot of these guys need to make money because mm-hmm. with the way they restructured the cut, you know, like – you're going to keep your card, but you don't get in the playoffs. It's only 70, 70 guys now, not 120 and then down to 70. It's just 70 and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes for a different kind of event. Yeah. It's, oh there's not many events left this year. So nope, there's really yeah. not. It's crazy. I feel like this year's flown. Um, yeah, it has. It's awesome though. Like, it's been a really good year though. Yeah. Uh, consistent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not, not these crazy wins like we had the year before. But <laughs> <laughs> nope, still positive in the ledger. Yeah, that's, we've got uh, a we want. Next, we've got 3M Wyndham, and then Fate, FedEx St. Jude's, and then we're in the playoffs. So, oh man, actually, the FedEx St. Jude's is the playoff, right? Uh yes. So we basically have 3M and Wyndham, and then we're in the playoffs. So. Justin Thomas has basically three events to get in get there. his shit together. Crunch time, baby. You better. I think maybe you're onto something, Adam. He might have to really come out firing. If he doesn't yep. do good this week, he's already committed to 3M Wyndham. I mean, he's got yep. to. JT and Wyndham Clark. Those are my first round leader bets. The guys I got feelings about. I had a feeling about man. Smotherman last week, and he didn't even make the cut. So 3M's in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got BMW championship at Olympia fields in Illinois, Chicago. So there you go. That's a great more event episodes, to go to more events, more podcasts, more money. I think we covered it boys. This is the part where I thank the people. Thank you people for listening, tuning in, watching, commenting, rowdy Willis, skip coach, everybody in the comments. Love it. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, but you already did. Follow us on the Twitter at Plus Money Golf, all one word. Best of luck with your open championship bets this weekend. We'll see you right back here on Tuesday for more Plus Money opportunities. Adam, say something cool like golfers say. Does your wife play too? Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at 
Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.